This is the Business of Leadership Series Minute with your host, the best-selling author of Don't Buy a Duck and founder of MarketingStrategyHero.com, Derek Champagne. I'm excited today. I've got Scott Rochelle. He is the president and CEO of the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Hey, Scott, the timing on this is cool for me because my son and my relatives, we did our MBA fantasy draft. It's a lot of work to do that, but it's top of mind. Uh, my son says he's going to be in the NBA someday. He's 11. Uh, I want to share with him these articles and things we talked about today just to let him see the whole picture. But uh, your role, you oversee the Retired Players Association day-to-day operations, including new cutting-edge partnerships for former players to thrive and prosper. Uh, you're a rising star working closely with the NBA executive team, uh, philanthropic programs that involve the greatest names in the NBA. Uh, thank you for spending a few minutes today. No, thanks for having me. I know players are going to miss being on the court. That's natural. I had a former life in music and I missed the stage. I just miss it. And I went through a similar transition, not the same same level, but of, of trying to figure out what my identity was when I switched from the entertainment to the business side and tried to figure that out. And it was, it was a lonely time in figuring that out. I think I really, it seems like if it was positioned early enough, like you're doing, it would actually be fun thinking about what that transition is. Yes, I won't be on the court, but think of that free time I'll have to enjoy my family, enjoy the fans, uh, have that space to travel and do those things without the worry and the stress. It seems like that would be a fun transition if it was positioned early enough with that athlete. You know, I think current players are, are showing you that. They're players who are, yeah. you know, controversial, you know, controversially, I think they're players who don't want to play basketball anymore. You know, it's a means <laughs> to an end, it's a career for them, right. but you know, if given an opportunity to play 48 instead of 70, you know, 70, 82 games, they'll, they'll take that. They're th- right. they're not thinking about playing, to trying to get 82 games in every every, every season anymore. They're figuring how to right. my body, how do I take some time for myself, prioritize other things. Um, you know, I, I, I do see that amongst current players now. I, I, I can look at players and say, he's done playing. He's just he's just keeping himself busy until the next thing really hits, which is interesting right. because you have investing in the tech space. You have all the things that um, Andre Iguodala has kind of led in Silicon Valley. He's not the only one. There's so many players that are working very closely with venture capitalists trying to figure out what they want to get into and, and rent. It's not just being involved is ownership. It's how do I own this, but get my hands dirty, understand what it is, spending the summers and off seasons at Columbia and other Ivy League schools through programming to make sure that I'm up to speed on things. We're seeing that now. It really is more prevalent. And the result of it is more ownership and better business savvy from active players. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll bet money on it, but you know, LeBron is the only player that has aspirations to own an NBA team. I say, you know, 10 to 15 years, you'll see the current players now with very, very prominent ownership ownership positions in not just the NBA, but across a lot of sports because they yeah, it well. They've mastered yeah. the ability to, to be marketable, uh, drive TV contracts through the roof, and, and now they're able to, to take that and, and leverage it into a completely different transition. So, um, you know, again, that's on the very, very high end. On the, on the low end, you know, that's where we come in. That's where we come in to help those players who need to figure out their, new, their next career. Um, you know, we have a, a universe of not just NBA, but former WNBA players, um, even the older ABA players. And then we have the Harlem Bulldogs as part of our membership. Oh, wow. Really for the historical perspective of, you know, 
early in the NBA's uh, in the NBA's days, they need the Harlem Globetrotters to fill stadiums. So uh, we're doing a lot across a lot of different channels here, but you know, really, we're we're trying to make sure we make sure the community comes first, so that isolation is is limited, so that the information is easily shared. And the community is the best way to share information and culture. We want to make sure no one is is on the outside not understanding how to get scholarships for their kids, how to finish their degree, how to how to interview, how to brush up your resume. Um, right. if, you have, if you have pains and aches, who to work with in, in the health and wellness space, if you have mm. substance abuse. The resources are there. The worst thing we can do as an organization is not be there for them. And so right. you know, a lot of what we're doing right now is about awareness of who we are and, and how we can help. And you know, a lot of the focus in the business right now for us has been positioning ourselves in spaces where players will know who we are, where we become a brand name, we become kind of a fixture in the basketball world. Um, so, you know, things is similar to um, what the Hall of Fame has done with building out their college events. We, we now do college events. We have a uh, really nice um, quadruple header in Chicago on December 17th that we're doing. And, you know, the goal was to focus on former players who are coaching in college. We were somewhat successful. Scheduling is difficult. Anyone knows that business and knows it can be pretty tough. Right. But, you know, Jerry Stackhouse, Kim English, you know, they're they're both bringing uh, their schools, Vanderbilt, George wow. Mason. Um, but there's going to be great matchups. And, you know, moving forward the next few years, we want to continue to do that. Uh, we've got a great charity game. We're raising money for the community. And it was specifically the John McClendon Foundation at the end of this month, October 28th, in Frisco, Texas. So, you know, it, it, it helps us get our resources back into the community. Um, we provide NIL money for those college players, and it, I like I like it because it feels as if the retired players are giving back and showing right. those players what's sure. happening. But most importantly, we want we want the industry to know who we are. Um, the more awareness we have, the better. If, you know, if we're able to help players and save them from the isolation and in a in a troubling transition, then we've done our job. Hey, if you're a small business owner and you need help working through some upper limit challenges, you need a board of personal advisors, you need help with your growth. Go visit DerekChampagneMastermind.com.